As we begin our journey in this Lenten season, I consider these passages that the church presents before us today, and I think of a story that's really kind of a legend. It is sort of based in in some kind of historical kernel of fact, but it's mostly a legend in Germany of uh, Dr. Faust, and Faust, he makes a deal with the devil, and uh, the, it's got a lot of different versions of the legend in it. You know, the earlier versions of it, though, going back to the 1500s and the 1600s, Faust is a, a cleric, meaning he's like a seminarian, okay, so he's kind of like part of clerical circles, just on like the lower rungs, and he's a student, and he studies theology and philosophy, and you know, he's an academic, but he's kind of spoiled, so he has all the truths of our holy religion presented to him on a platter, on a silver platter, and he takes them for granted. He doesn't, he doesn't really internalize them in a deep manner. He's bored, actually. You know, he's pretty bored uh, with the status quo of religion. And uh, he's looking for a little more excitement in life. And so Mephistopheles, this, this demon figure, comes into his study one afternoon and, and makes a deal with him. And says, well, you know, uh, if you want some excitement in life, here you go. And Mephistopheles shows him, uh, you know, promises him power and pleasure and wealth and honor, uh, all the glitz and glamour that the world can offer a person. And says, uh, I'll give you all this for the small, paltry price of your soul. How's that? And, you know, he, Foss takes him up on the bargain. And again, in the earlier versions of the story, which are Christian in, in origin, you know, it's a pretty scary ending. Faust gets, gets dragged to hell at the end. He lives a life of pleasure, but then the devil comes to make good on the deal at the end of his life and, and brings him to hell. So uh, later versions of the story kind of, you know, sort of twist the moral and, and kind of invert it and change it. But the earlier earlier versions, the, the, uh, the reality of the bad deal... The bad bargain that Faust struck with the devil becomes clear only at the end of his life. And uh, that, that bad deal, that bad bargain that the devil makes with Faust, though, really I think is kind of a, almost a, uh, a really exaggerated example of what the devil does for each one of us, for all of us. He wants to make a deal. And uh, the problem with the deal, the devil's bargain or the devil's deal, is that it's not really very clear. The, tr- the true terms of the deal are not clear to us. What we get seems a lot more valuable than what we give up. Oh, yeah, just our soul, not a big deal. What, what is that anyways? Um, but the, the wealth and the pleasure and the power and the honor and all of that, uh, and freedom nowadays is, is the big, big deal, you know, freedom. Um, those things loom large. You know, the devil has the ability to kind of make... Those things appear to be much grander and, and bigger and better than they than they really are. He he's able to inflate the value of those things in, in our imagination and in our senses. Um, so you know we're tempted to give up the soul because it doesn't look like that valuable of a thing. Jesus, though, today and also in our first reading from Deuteronomy, God gives us a choice. He doesn't really make a deal with us so much, but he gives us a choice. And when God gives us a choice, it's very clear. Okay, so in Deuteronomy he says, I put before you life and death. Which one do you want? <laughs> well, hello, pretty obvious. I think I want life. Okay, I'm going to choose that. 
And Jesus is the same thing. Jesus comes to us and he, he really presents the terms of the exchange very, very clearly. He says, what, what would it be worth, even if you were to gain the whole world and yet actually give up your very own self or your soul? There's a translation issue here that can be translated soul or self. Um, you know, what would it really be worth it? Would it really profit you if you were to gain even the entire world and yet lose your own soul? And the way that Jesus presents it, he presents it in a stark, clear way so that you're right, Jesus, you're right. I, I have to choose, obviously, my own soul, over the, even over the world. The, the world is a, the whole universe is not nothing compared to my own soul. Um, now, Jesus' clarity of vision in the, in the terms of the exchange, it, it becomes clear only when we journey with him this Lenten season in the desert. Because, you know, he was in the desert for 40 days, the devil came to him, tried to trick him, tried to present him with that same kind of Faustian deal that he, he, he offers to all of us. And uh, But if we go with Jesus into the desert, if we really embrace our cross, like he's exhorting us today in the gospel, we really take the hard path, our vision will not be clouded. We'll see clearly, oh, that sin does not pay. That is a bad choice. I'm not going down the road. I'd much rather go down this route. This is a much better deal. I get my soul in the bargain. Sounds good to me. And that kind of clarity of vision can only um, be given to us if we really embrace our cross, if we really travel with Jesus uh, in the desert. It's in the desert that, by the way, in the first reading, God says this to the Israelites through Moses, but it's when they're in the desert that he speaks that. So that kind of clarity where, where God is saying, I set before you life and death, that's in the desert. It's only in the desert. We've got to go with Christ into the desert. So this Lenten season, whatever it is that we've chosen, whatever cross it is that we've freely chosen to embrace, let's really embrace it. Embrace it very wholeheartedly, thereby our vision will remain clear so that we can see the true terms of this exchange that we have presented before us between life and death. And that, and thereby we won't get, get tricked into a, into a, a bad deal with the devil.